you know, you don't have to be an old time around this area to know cowboy chicken, although it's been around now for 40 years, literally 40 years ago. Cowboy chicken was founded. It started out with a single unit. It got up to three. Then about after about 20 years, they were back down to one. In came Sean Kennedy, who serves still as president and CEO of Cowboy Chicken Wood-Fired Rotisseries, and he has built it back up and I guess he's having to build it back up again. We'll check in. Sean Kennedy joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Well, thank you for having me. It's good to be here. So it's I mean, it's the nature of the business, I guess. I mean, that's that's the restaurant business, sort of, I guess, feast or famine is not a good term to use there. But but it, it has lots of ups and downs. So, so where are you right now? How many units have you got? Well, today we've got 17 stores, 17 units. And you're in all over Texas. We're in we're we're in four states. So we're in Texas, we're in Oklahoma, we're in Louisiana, and we're also in Georgia. So how many? Uh, and you franchised, right? We do. We have a franchise program. We also have company-owned stores, mostly in the DFW area. Although you know we've got a store in Longview, Texas, also. Um, so you know, it, it, today we're a mix of of both corporately owned and operated, as well as franchise owned and operated. So going into the to the pandemic, uh, how many units did you have? Well, we had a few more. We had a few more. We lost um, several units due to COVID. Um, primarily, we had a group in California. It was a franchisee-owned group in California. Uh, the California situation wasn't as, as business favorable as it was in, in Texas. And thankfully, we're based here. And Governor Abbott, Abbott I, I think, was very pro-business and, and, and helped navigate through the, the COVID um, pandemic rather well. California is a different story. They were open, they were closed. They were open, they were closed. And our franchisee out there finally just couldn't make a go of it. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a whole lot of that going on. I mean, to, to come through with 17 now uh, is remarkable. So tell me where you are right now. I mean, one of the things that you had done, and who else did this? Uh, Wingstop, I think, had done this. Along about 17 or eight, 2017 or 18, so made this big sort of digital transition and was was actually encouraging pickup business um, at, at the stores. And that's what you did, right? That that was very good timing on your part. Well, it it, it was. You know, we we've been <clears throat> working for years to enhance our our digital ordering strategy. Um, and you know, when 2020 was a rough year for the restaurant business for a lot of restaurants in a lot of parts of the country, right. and in Texas was no different. But fortunately for us, we had um, had kind of built a platform in which, you know, we, we were kind of built for, for COVID in a way. You know, we had high volume takeout, we had delivery, we had offsite premise catering, and we had a lot of our digital strategy already in place, meaning that, you know, we could, a guest would place an order either through our website or on their phone or through our app and make it very easy and convenient just to come by and, and, and pick up and take out. And then right at the beginning of COVID, we also very quickly um, launched a curbside pickup program, which was which was rather successful as well. So going forward, uh, what do you got to keep? I, I mean, obviously you were you were doing this not knowing that COVID was coming. Um, you must be happy with the strategy. What? How is how is your business going to change post COVID? Well, it, 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 as it relates specifically to the digital strategy, you know, we spent a lot of time in the in the last year enhancing our digital um, integration, if you will, right? So we're still focused right now on, and we work with third-party delivery companies such as Uber Eats and DoorDash. You know, right now, 
a lot of stores, a lot of restaurants are manually entering in, in those orders into their system. Very shortly, we'll have a system where all of those orders drop directly into our POS and print up in the kitchen. Same with an integration that we'll have with a catering company called Easy Cater. And we're building this digital platform in such a way where everything integrates and a guest can place an order in a variety of methods, whether it be on our website, on their phone, call in um, through our app and very easily order, pay, come in and pick up your order. Is this so something still, you could buy off a shelf or did you have to create some of this yourself? There's a, it, it's a, it's a collection of platforms that were already built that we didn't build, but we're working hard to integrate them all together to work seamlessly for the guests as well as for our store operators. So, so how's the store business you've got, but I guess all your locations are up to a hundred percent. You can, you can have a hundred percent. Yeah. All of our, all of our locations are fully open now. Um, and business is coming back. We're, we're, we're very excited about 2021. We're very excited about the future and we've got some new growth and development coming. And it's kind of like, you know, everybody kind of took a year off and kind of waited to see what would happen. And now that, uh, now that COVID-19 seems to be clearing and vaccinations are in place, business is coming back and it's strong. Yeah. Some of the challenges though, that I hear about, I just, I mean, I couldn't imagine. So we had all these people out of work and we were trying to create jobs and suddenly we're opening back up and the jobs are there. And a lot of people are telling me they, they can't find workers. Are you, are you having trouble finding people to work for you? Well, yes and no. Like, you know, when, when, when COVID first arrived, we worked very hard to make sure that our store level teams remained employed and remained um, focused on taking care of our guests. And so we didn't lay off any store level team, any store level personnel. And I think um, that helped us. Not only did our teams put their heads down and they just did the work, you know, they put their masks on and they got dirty and they just took care of business, which, you know, to this day, they're a remarkable group of people. And I'm proud to work with them every day. Coming out of COVID, we still retain, you know, a, a, a good number of those folks and Hiring for us has always been a little bit of a challenge, just like it is in the restaurant industry. But I think for us, if you create a culture um, where you take good care of your of your staff members, yeah. you create a, a place where people want to work, I think it gets a little easier. But labor is going to continue to be a challenge for sure for a lot of restaurant companies and a lot of just companies in general. And commodities, is that a challenge? I mean, I guess that's there's always when you're dealing with a commodity, there's there's always some pricing challenges, but we keep hearing about shortages. And and before the, before this this big meat processor was hacked, we were hearing about shortages in poultry. Right, and we're we're experiencing some of that. Not necessarily shortages, but we are experiencing um, price fluctuations. Um, and, and and their shortages are a function of labor as well. It's not so much that they don't have chickens to produce, although that's part of it. It's it's a labor it's a labor issue also. And so, you know, you would think that in the, being in the restaurant business coming out of 2020, it's like, okay, finally the, the, the clouds part and you can kind of see that there's a yeah. light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And then you come out of it and it's like, okay, now we've got supply shortages and we've got labor, you know, we've got a lot of headwinds and it's like, it's, um, but you know, the restaurant business is always fun and we are a resilient group of restaurant restaurant tours and entrepreneurs generally speaking we'll figure out a way to get through it it's you know it's just throw another challenge at us 
we'll figure out a way to navigate through that. We'll but when, that. when you took over Cowboy Chicken at 02, it was, I mean, it's still a tasty treat, but it was, it seemed to be a failing organization. I mean, there had been this expansion and then contraction. And I think you bought, what, a single unit and built from that? That's correct. Yeah, it's our, it's still, uh, that uh, that unit is still in operation today. It's is that Preston Road? It is, Preston and Summerside, which, which is just south of Frankfurt. Right. Um, so we, we, we purchased that unit from the original founder, who up until last year, um, you know, we still work together. Phil right. Sanders is, is his name, and, you know, he founded us 40 years ago and um, was a, a really dear friend and um, a great mentor. But you um, still had to build this back up, and it was through, through a rough period. We did. You know, we built our second store in 04 at Lovers in Greenville. We built our third store in uh, Carrollton, which is right on the border of Plano, um, on Hebron Parkway in 2008. And then in 2010, we launched our franchise program. And then we continued to build both company-owned stores and some franchise locations here locally as well as outside of town. And it's just, you know, I'm, I've always taken the approach with our team. It's like, look, we're going to build one great restaurant at a time. We're going to take care of every guest as if they were family. And we're going to serve one great chicken at a time. And then we'll just go from store to store, and hopefully it will continue to grow. I mean, your growth has been very measured. I mean, with the exception maybe of the of the franchise because it's up to them, but you know, spacing out about about two years. And you had right. I mean, 08 and 09 must have been a horrible time for you too. I would guess. You know, ironically, it wasn't. So 08 and 09, we were in this emerging kind of fast casual space where we weren't casual dining or fine dining, and we weren't fast food or QSR, and there was this emerging middle kind of middle ground where, you know, you still had really great quality food served on real plates with real silverware, but in a counter service environment. And the industry labeled that kind of niche as fast casual, which is pretty um, prevalent today. But at the time we were in that middle. And so we had casual dining guests trading down and we had, you know, but they didn't want to go down as far as fast food. And so long story short through 08, 08, 09 and 10, but we grew really, you know, our, our sales were, our sales comps positive over the prior year. And we just, we, we just, you know, worked hard and we grew through it. So what, what do you see coming ahead? How's your, how's your vision? Have you got any new units planned? Do you plan any expansion? We, we do actually, we, we plan to um, build another unit here in Dallas, Fort Worth um, in, in the next 12 to 18 months. We also have development in Orlando, Florida. We have a new franchisee in Orlando that is signed on for a multi-store development agreement there. And we're currently looking for real estate in, in the, in that market. So what you'll see in 2021 is that we'll build one, two, possibly three stores this year. And then in 2022, we'll continue growth, not only in Orlando, but hopefully other markets as well as Dallas. All right. As long as they all serve the twice baked potato, the, that hash brown casserole. What's our number one selling side item? It's not going anywhere, I promise. <laughs> I could eat it for breakfast, I think. Sean Kennedy's president and CEO of Cowboy Chicken, wood-fired rotisserie. It's good to visit with you. Thank you. It's good to visit with you, too, as well. Thanks. And thank you, thank you for having me. Thanks for more of our conversation with Mr. Kennedy. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.